Welcome everyone to Debt Talk Live. I'm your host Viz from Walking Dead Now. Want to welcome all of our viewers from around the world. If you're joining us for the first time tonight and want more information about our show, please visit us on the web at deadtalklive.com. And as always, if you have yet to do so, please visit us on YouTube. Our channel's name is Walking Dead Now. Please go ahead and subscribe if you have yet to do so. And if you're there right now, we would appreciate if you hit the thumbs up button on this broadcast. So, I hope everyone's enjoying their Wednesday evening. Let me say hello to some of you. Khaleesi is with us. Singer Chick is with us. CC Wheezy. It's good to see all of our regulars. Corey Adams is with us on Facebook, as is Lindsay Sparks. Hello to all you guys. On the Instagram side, we have Alia, Thaya is joining us, Flay717 is with us, Natanya is from Brazil, welcome Natanya, Selena Victoria is waving at us, hello to everyone on the Instagram side, like I said, it's Wednesday, October 28th, I hope you guys had the opportunity to tune in to our interview yesterday with Michael Abbott Jr., who played Isaac on the season six premiere of Fear of the Walking Dead that we got three and a half weeks ago. It was a fascinating you know, conversation, got some insight into the making of that to date best episode of Fear that we've had to date. That season six premiere that we got just over three weeks ago. Just hearing uh, some of the stuff, what went on behind the scenes, him working with Lenny James, Demetrius Gross, of course, Michael Satrazimus directing the episode. If you missed the, the interview and you want to watch it, that, as well as every prior interviewed and Dead Talk Live episode, is available on our YouTube channel. So, tonight, I've got a special treat for you guys. We have gotten four video submissions over the last two days. And because of the interview, I have not had a chance to uh, show them on the air here live. Two of them are posted on our social media. Two of them were submitted today. I have not yet posted them, but will be. But I'm going to show all four videos tonight. Not one after the other, but throughout the whole hour of our broadcast and mix in our news as well as our topic in between that as well. Lindsay Sparks writes great interview last night. Really enjoyed it. Glad you did, Lindsay. Haru is with us from the Philippines on Facebook. Welcome. Selena is saying nice on Instagram about the video. So let's not waste any time. We have a lot of stuff to uh, see tonight. So let's go ahead and show the first video. It's by one of our newest digital contributors, Thais Barros. It's a Negan tribute called Wanted Man. This is one of our videos that is already posted. For those of you who have seen it, it's worth seeing again. For those of you who have not, well, here it is. Is a joke that bad? Who are you?
If you ask me to change, I don't know if I can. I'll Please. always be. Why? Who Why should I? So I can be with my wife. So I can be with the seal. I'm a wanted man. I got blood on my hands. Do you understand? I'm a wanted man. I'm a wanted man. to a brand new beginning, you sorry shits! So there you guys have it. That's our first video of the night. We've got three more that we're going to show you throughout the hour. That was a great video. I want to thank Thighs Barrows for, for submitting that. Great song selection to uh, a great video. Not much to say more than that. It's a great video. It's awesome. And, you know, can't really go wrong with making a, a Negan video edit. So many great scenes with the great Jeffrey Dean Morgan. So, let's get on to some news here. Norman Reedus shares original Walking Dead Carol and uh, Daryl and Carol spinoff plans. The star reveals how Daryl and Carol originally were going to leave and then return to the main show from time to time. While it was announced just recently that Norman Reedus and Melissa McBride would be starring in a Walking Dead spinoff following Daryl and Carol, um, plans for the new show actually started forming way back in 2018. That's according to Reedus, who spoke about the origins of the sp spinoff when he appeared on EW Live. Angela and I started talking about it during the episode Greg directed with Snow, Rita says, referring to showrunner Angela Kang and director, executive producer Greg Nicotero. That Winter Wonderland episode, The Storm, was filmed at the end of 2018 and served as the season 9 finale. It was that conversation that put the wheels in motion for what will ultimately come to fruition in 2022, at the earliest. I remember that we started talking about it then, recalls Redis. I was pitching these ideas because it was kind of like, after eight years, really, where do you see this show going? And I had an idea, and I have kind of threw it out there, and we talked about it a lot. Apparently, Reedus and McBride got so excited about the prospect that they both started making Spotify playlists as inspirational soundtracks for the series. That's interesting. And their vision for the show lined up with that of Kang and Chief Content Officer Scott Gimple. 
Angela and Scott were kind of making the same thing on their side as well, says Rita's. They were talking about it. Then years later, I got the call that we might be doing it. And I was like, great. However, there was one big change to the original plan that caught Rita's by surprise. It seems that was originally discussed was that Rita's and McBride would leave The Walking Dead while the show was still continuing rather than after the series wrapped at the conclusion of season 11, which is now the plan. Not only that, but they would periodically return to the original series to check in before heading out again. Now, the spinoff will act as a continuation of the series rather than operating on a simultaneous parallel track. And you know what? Personally, I like the way they're doing it better. Having The Walking Dead continue, and yet we lose, you know, Daryl and Carol off the original show, and uh, I don't, I don't really see that working very well. So I like, you know, wrapping the original Walking Dead, and then set off uh, Norman Reedus and Melissa McBride to do their own spinoff. I didn't know the flagship show would end. Reedus reveals the whole thing uh, was we take off, we'd come back, check in, and we would take off. So I didn't know that was going to happen. And to be honest, I was hoping that would never happen because, you know, that's the mothership. I'm scared to leave the mothership. That's scary new ground. I mean, I'm excited for the spinoff and I'm excited for the type of show it will be. But I did not see that coming. That kind of came out of nowhere. While Reedus did not see the end of the series coming, he did note the, the clear seed for the spinoff being planted in October 2019 season 10 premiere when Daryl and Carol spoke about hopping on a motorcycle and heading out west to New Mexico. A seed planting seemingly confirmed by Kang's assertion that the spinoff will be more of a road show. And, you know, New Mexico. You know, New Mexico is where Breaking Bad takes place. Uh, for those of you that are not familiar with Breaking Bad. And there have been, especially in the earlier seasons of The Walking Dead, a lot of leader, a lot of little Easter eggs uh in several episodes of the early seasons of The Walking Dead that tie the Breaking Bad world into The Walking Dead world. So, I don't know, is it New Mexico just by chance? Is it on purpose? Are they really going to tie the two in together? Are we going to see Jesse Pinkman in the zombie apocalypse? Because my money is with uh, Jesse still being alive in the zombie apocalypse. Uh, Jesse knows how to, how to survive. Anyway, when I read that in that first episode of the season, I was like, oh, that's from the thing that we talked about, Rita says with a laugh. We didn't speak of that area of the world in particular, but I was like, this is where that's coming from. I think it sort of set the tone for it for sure. Now with The Walking Dead wrapping up before the new adventures of Daryl and Carol, it seems there will be no need for them to ride back east after all. We'll see about that. 
Uh, CC Weezy on YouTube writes Jesse Pinkman and his El Camino. Absolutely. Last we saw of uh, Jesse, he had bought passages, you know, to a secret new identity uh, somewhere in Canada. That was all revealed in the Netflix uh, movie, a standalone movie for Jesse Pinkman called El Camino. So TWD Tad on Instagram writes, I would definitely watch it. So would I. Um, let's see. Uh, Patch on Instagram writes, a chain of events resulting in new spinoffs. I love it. Uh, I absolutely love it as well. And I like how they're doing it this way. Uh, uh, you know, with the Walking Dead original ending and them, and then have them going into the Daryl and Carol spinoff. Yes, on YouTube writes, wasn't it Alaska? Hmm, it could have been. Uh, for some reason, I'm thinking Canada, but it could very well be Alaska. It could very well be Alaska where just where Jesse was taken to. Uh, you know, I have to go back and check. So it could very well be Alaska. But that would be great if they tie those two shows together. I would love to see Jesse Pinkman in the zombie apocalypse. I think that would be the coolest thing ever. You know, better than seeing Rick come back on the show. And, you know, I love Rick Grimes. He was He's my favorite character on the show. And we're going to get to see Rick again in the movies. But hell, seeing Jesse Pinkman on The Walking Dead... You know, I, I will take that any day of the week. Um, Sandra Carroll is with us on Instagram and waving. Uh, so anyway, that brings us to our second video of the night. This is uh, another one. The second one that I do have posted. It's by YouTube channel called Crazon. This video is called Hold Back the River. And speak of the devil, it is a Rick Grimes tribute. So let's go ahead and check that one out right now. Try to keep you close. To me, but life got in between. Tried to square, not be in there, but said that I should have been. Hold back the river, let me look in your eyes. Hold back the river so I, I can stop for a minute and see where you hide. Hold back the river, hold back. Once upon a different life, we rode our bikes into the sky. What's your wound? Did you kill me? I will kill you. 
each other Lonely So there you guys have it, our second video of the night. We've got two more to go. Uh, like I said, never done this before. We got four videos in the last 36 hours and the remaining two videos have not been posted. So you guys are gonna be watching them here for the first time. And I saw some people asking for the name of the song. Obviously it's called Hold Back the River. Uh, you can find that on our YouTube channel, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, that is by YouTube channel Crayzon, K-R-E-Y space Z-O-N. Just dropped in out of nowhere and submitted that video. So I want to thank you so much for submitting that video, Cray. And I hope to see a lot more from, uh, from you in regards to videos in the future. All right, so let's move on to the next story. Fear of the Walking Dead may have ended its CRM story. Um, I love these clickbait titles. <laughs> I really do. They crack me up. All right. Fear of the Walking Dead may just have wrapped up its Civic Republic story. The Civic Republic is a mysterious, wide-reaching organization that became a central part of the Walking Dead universe over the past few years. It was the Civic Republic who were responsible for the disappearance of Rick Grimes, played, of course, by Andrew Lincoln in The Walking Dead Season 9, and now they're serving as the backbone for the latest spin-off series, Walking Dead World Beyond. Uh, season 5 episode of Fear of the Walking Dead delivered a huge shock to viewers by including a black helicopter identical to the one that abducted Rick. It was through Fear of the Walking Dead that fans were able to learn more about Rick's captors and what their purpose is during an episode centered around Al, played by Maggie Grace. One of their members, Isabel, played by Sidney Lemon, received a considerable amount of focus. I would say they got the whole episode. After being forced together, the two shared a brief romance that ended with them parting ways. Isabel never returned in season five, but Al continued to pine over her. Uh, 
Fear the Walking Dead revisited that Isabel story in Season 6, Episode 3, called Alaska. That was his past Sunday's episode, when it was revealed that Al has been listening to Isabel's communications with the Civic Republic over the radio. Now, you would think an organization like the Civic Republic would have some, uh, we know they have all this sophisticated equipment. You would assume that their communications would be encrypted in some way where not anyone with a walkie-talkie can listen in to their movements. But anyway, over the course of the episode, Al and Dwight, played by Austin Emilio, work to reach the top of a building infested with bubonic plague-infected rats in the hopes of giving Al a chance to reunite with Isabel. Apparently, this rooftop was a drop site for the Civic Republic after finally arriving at her destination Al had second thoughts and chose to help Dwight overseeing Isabel again. According to Al, she now regards him as a brother and is unwilling to lose him. If you guys remember, Dwight was infected with the plague as well. The show didn't up offering the Althea-Isabel reunion that many have been hoping for yet other than a conversation over the radio, but that doesn't mean they're saving it for later either. I think they are. This could very well be the end of Fear the Walking Dead Civic Republic story. Don't agree with that. Al's separation from Isabel created a lot of inner conflict for her and helped define her season five story arc. Her getting a chance to see Isabel had been teased and it was believed that this was something that Fear the Walking Dead could build to eventually, but the series ended up toying with this possibility much sooner than expected. Of course, Fear the Walking Dead could still choose to do more with Isabel in future episodes. There you go. But at this point, it doesn't seem likely or necessary. Totally disagree. It feels like the point of Val's decision on the roof was to wrap up this loose end from season five and make room for something new in season six. Nope, don't see that. By do- <laughs> I'm sorry I do. I know that must be annoying, but I just I have to make it known where I disagree with them. Uh, by doing this right away in season six and having Althea choose someone else over her relationship with Isabel, Fear the Walking Dead has provided a proper resolution to the Civic Republic uh, story. Now, now let me ask you guys, for you guys that watch Fear the Walking Dead, and those who saw last week's amazing episode, does that, for you, does that classify a satisfying end to the CRM storyline on Fear? Doesn't for me. It just adds a lot more fuel to the fire, and that's what that was. That's what that episode was meant to do. They wanted to remind us of Isabel, and like I've said before, uh, our theory here is that Isabel is Elizabeth's daughter. Elizabeth being from the world beyond, she's the leader of the CRM in the Omaha, uh, you know, in the Omaha colony or whatever you want to call it where they are, and I believe um, Isabel is her, we believe, 
This is from our executive producer, Marco, and I totally agree with him because it sounds very plausible and likely that they would do this, that Isabel is Elizabeth's daughter. And what they did last week on Fear of the Walking Dead was only to, you know, bring up Isabel again and reignite a lot of the speculation on what is going to happen. For me, it was not a satisfying end to the Civic Republic story on fear, nor do I believe it is the end of the CRM story on Fear of the Walking Dead. In fact, all three shows moving forward, the CRM is going to become more and more prominent, especially on The Walking Dead. It's going to be really interesting to see how they do it on The Walking Dead, because we know at some point in Season 11, something happens that is going to cause several members of the group in The Walking Dead to break away from the whole Commonwealth storyline and go in search of Rick. Uh, because they do find out that he may still be alive. So it's going to ramp up on all three shows, and of course, World Beyond, besides the teens, you know, on their track to find their dad, who is part of the CRM, the CRM is really the whole backstory to World Beyond. So anyway, I don't agree with what they're saying about it being an end to the CRM on fear, so we'll have to wait and see what's going to happen with that. Uh, Lindsay on Facebook writes, nope, I don't agree with that article at all. Uh, CC Weezy, same thing. Nope, not at all. Uh, let's see. Kat has joined us. Lindsay Sparks, again, saying don't agree with that article. Singer Chick writes, I wonder sometimes it's these people writing these articles or watching the same show. Me too, man. There, it is so obvious that some of these articles I, are written by people who do not faithfully watch the show. And why they're getting picked to write articles about a show that they don't really know that well is beyond my comprehension. And Thais Oliveira is bringing up a point, and I want to announce it because I'm sure this is going to spread like wildfire over the next uh, couple of days. On World Beyond's IMDB page, uh, they have listed Rick Grimes, Andrew Lincoln, as a cast member. Now, I, didn't, I was not going to bring this up tonight because I don't think it really warrants any kind of attention. We have, our, I have, we have an IMDB page of uh, Dead Talk Live. I'm the one who maintains it, updates the episodes, the pictures, the cast, the guests. So, you know, I'm very familiar with updating IMDb and AMC. I'm sure they have a whole department that is dedicated to updating IMDb. All that is with Rick Grimes appearing uh, today uh, in episode 10 of World Beyond, which is the season finale of this current season one of World Beyond, it's a mistake. It's a mistake. Uh, am I absolutely positive of this? No, I'm not. But it's a mistake. They're not going to let us know that Rick Grimes is going to appear on World Beyond through IMDb. You know, uh, at the very least, it's not a mistake, and they're just toying with us. They want to put this, they want that to get attention 
Attention brings back viewers. Attention brings more viewers to World Beyond. Uh, you know, I think it's a mistake. So, I just wanted to address it. Uh, we're not going to get too much into it. Don't read too much into it. I update my our IMDb page for Dead Talk Live every single day. It's not an easy, you know, 30-second thing to update it. It's actually quite a pain in the ass, to be honest with you. To add a new episode, add your entire cast, crew, you know, posters, images, make sure everybody gets the proper credits. And it's very, very easy to make a mistake because uh, if you have a show and they try to make it easier for you by selecting names through a drop-down box and somebody just selected Rick, uh, Andrew Lincoln by mistake. That is my theory as to why that happened. So don't get your hopes up. It's either that, which is very likely, it's just a pure mistake, or it's them teasing the show and so on. But I addressed it and, you know, Nicole, who is writing on Instagram, Rick is not coming back to the Walking Dead TV show. Rick is coming back to the movies. Well, not coming back, but he's making three Rick Grimes movies of The Walking Dead. According to the man himself, Andrew Lincoln, he nixed any possibility to coming back to the TV show. Any TV show. And that is the official word. Anything else that you read is people posting their opinions, theories, and so on. And we're only going to go with what's official. And the official word is that Andrew Lincoln, who plays Rick Grimes, is not going back to The Walking Dead, is not going to appear on World Beyond, and is not going to appear in Fear the Walking Dead. So just wanted to share that with you guys just to get it out of the way. All right. That brings us to our third video of the night. This video is by our very own cat, and it's a beta tribute. Awesome. I love beta. This one is titled Man Behind the Mask. So without further delay, let's check out our third video of the night.
There you guys have it, Cat's video. I love Cat's music choice. Now, obviously, that was a song that was made for the Friday the 13th movies for Jason Voorhees, the slasher with the hockey mask, and she integrated it into the beta theme, and I loved it. That was awesome, Cat. Thank you so much for submitting that. I love Cat's music choices. How can you not like, besides the video editing, which is phenomenal, Cat has some some of the coolest music, picked some of the coolest music, music for her videos. And I just love that. I think that was so cool. And, it, and, you know, Beta definitely deserved a tribute all on his own. And that was great. Thank you, Cat, for submitting that. Um, you're absolutely very welcome. Okay, next story. The Walking Dead showrunner reveals real reason horror series is ending way too fast. The Walking Dead's head honcho, Scott Gimple, has admitted some mixed feelings to the TV horror staple coming to an end after 11 seasons. After over a decade on screens, popular zombie thriller The Walking Dead is finally coming to an end, although AMC's flagship series is coming to a close to make way for even more spin-off series, producer Scott Gimple has confessed he is still very sad to see it go. The Walking Dead is coming to an end after next year's 11th season, which is going to span two years. Uh, who uh, Gimple, who served as the showrunner from seasons four through eight, 
confirmed a number of the Walking Dead projects are in the works alongside current series Fear the Walking Dead and The World Beyond. Rick Grimes, Andrew Lincoln is eventually set to return in a trilogy of films, whilst popular survivors Daryl and Carol are also set to star in their own series. However, this doesn't mean it won't be sad to see the show that started it all reach its climactic final chapter. After finally defeating the Whisperers, Daryl and the gang are set to return for an additional six episodes added to the season 10 in the wake of the coronavirus. Beyond that, The Walking Dead is set to finally wrap up its adaptation of Robert Kirkman's original comic book series with an 11th run next year. Speaking to Hollywood Reporter, Scott Gipple confirmed the decision was ultimately down to the network rather than himself or current showrunner Angela Kang. He explained this came out of conversations with AMC and ultimately they made this call, obviously, and so Angela Kang and I thinking about it was, I don't know why, I don't know, it's incredibly heavy. While their work on the franchise still has a long future ahead with, with its variety of confirmed proposed spin-offs, AMC's decision to end the main series with season 11 was a very tough call. Gimple continued, I mean, even though, like you said, we have all these Walking Dead things ahead, even with so many of the people that we work with, and in fact, I'm hoping it's the most of the people in one direction or another, with Tails, Daryl and Carol, and other stuff. I don't know, it's still incredibly heavy. The new series is expected to focus on the franchise's huge cast of existing characters and could be the gateway to bringing back some old favorites for a standalone adventure. And, you know, out of all these spinoffs that have already been announced, uh, that anthology series, Tales of the Walking Dead, is going to be great because the writers to that have, like, limitless options on how they want to take each episode since each episode is basically going to be a mini-movie. It's going to be the start and end of a, and the end of a story all contained within one episode. Even though there's plenty more storylines to mine from the world of The Walking Dead, Scott Gimple confessed it was still hard to say goodbye to such a significant period of his career. The showrunner went on, I think the thing that's most weird about it is how quick it all went. It doesn't feel like 10 years. It doesn't feel like 11 years. And so I love doing it. I'm talking about when I was a showrunner. I love doing that so much. It was so intense. Gimple started off his career as a creator of animated series Fillmore, but has spent most of the last 10 years as a key writer and producer for the flagship zombie series. Like many of us, Gimple is still wrapping his head around the show coming to an end, 
but there's still one more action-packed season to come and plenty of follow-ups to keep zombie fans satisfied for many years to come. So there you guys have it from the man himself, Chief Content Officer, the big man, the big boss on The Walking Dead, Scott M. Gimple. All right. And that brings us to our fourth and final video of the night. Again, this is from uh, Thais Byros. This is a Carl and Rick tribute. And this has also not been posted to our social media as of yet. It's called Saturn. So without further delay, guys, here's our final video of the night. I mean, everybody.
guys have it yeah that was a tearjerker that one that was great that was a tearjerker uh my favorite you know scene involving rick and carl actually is when rick and carl are about to set off from the church where they met father gabriel and carl is sitting on one of the pews and rick goes to him you are not safe. And uh, that was like a father-son moment and his father being very frank and honest with him as opposed you know, him realizing Carl is not just a little boy anymore. He needs to hear the truth. He needs to know what's going on. That's the only way that we're going to be able, I'm going to be able to keep him alive. And he's right up, you know, straight up honest with him. You are not safe. Don't ever get complacent. Don't ever feel that you're wherever you are, that everything is fine. Everything is safe. That's that's my favorite Rick and Carl moment. And we've had so many, um, you know, share your favorite Rick Grimes and Carl Grimes favorite moment. Um, Dice writes, who is her video? Thank you so much for that video. Uh, writes, my favorite of them is both in season two. No more kid stuff. Yep, yep, I remember that. Yeah, it, it was a great relationship those two had. They had their rocky moments. Uh, after Lori died, Carl blamed, started to blame his dad for a lot of stuff. The prison fell. Carl saved his father. Uh, so they had a real up and down relationship. And, you know, when Carl's time on the show did finally come to an end, you know, at least we can look back and say that Rick and Carl's relationship was in a good place. Was in a good place. Uh, reminder, guys, tomorrow we have special guest Ann Mahoney, who is going to be with us. 
Anne Mahoney played Olivia from Alexandria. She is the one that Arat shot when Negan visited Alexandria. And Rosita took a shot at Negan, but she hit Lucille instead. Arat, played by Elizabeth Face Ludlow, put Rosita down. Uh, Rosita wasn't giving up who made the bullet. So Negan turns to Arat, tells her to kill someone. That's when she whips out her gun, just flips around, and puts a bullet right through Olivia's cheek. So tomorrow night, that's going to be our guest, Anne Mahoney, who played Olivia all the way straight through to season seven of The Walking Dead. We're going to get a lot of background information uh, into the whole saviors, the savior war, uh, the pretense that led up to all out war and so on. So if you guys want to find out, definitely tune in to tomorrow's interview. And also Friday, we are going to have uh, a savior with us. We are going to have DJ, played by Matt Mangum. DJ is the savior turned Alexandrian. He sort of became like Michonne's bodyguard in season nine. Uh, became, along with uh, Lindsley Register, who played Laura, those two really endeared themselves and really fit into Alexandria after All Out War ended. So we have two back-to-back guests tomorrow and Friday. Tomorrow we have Olivia. Friday we have DJ, okay? Anne Mahoney and Matt Mangum for the next two days. So two very exciting interviews. Uh, Definitely encourage you guys to tune in and watch those as it's going to be very, very interesting. So let's get to our last bit of news here. I believe I just have one more thing. Ways that Daryl Dixon has changed over the years on The Walking Dead. Okay, let's check this out. Speaking on a usual basis, trait of Daryl's that lasted a very long time was his liking towards remaining silent. He was that this way in the earlier seasons due to his lone wolf nature before this became his dominant feature as Daryl would barely speak and only grunt as part of his speech. However, he eventually began opening up in both his manner of speaking and having conversations with people. All right, number two on the list. He's open to making friends. Despite being part of a whole group of survivors, Daryl had zero friends when things started out. You can actually say his only friend was his brother Merle. In fact, he was at odds with everyone else after Merle's disappearance. This changed gradually into Daryl becoming friends with people in the group. It took a long time, though, for Daryl to be trusting enough to make friends with those individuals who were not part of the group. Third thing on the list, willing to share past trauma. For a long time, it was among fan theories that Daryl was the victim of child abuse. This turned out to be true, with Daryl admitting that his father would be rough with him. That's a nice way of putting it. It signified a big change in him, as Daryl was notable for pushing his pain down 
rather than sharing it. In the beginning, he would use his traumatic childhood as a way of making himself tougher, going uh, far as to becoming enraged when someone would question his vulnerability. Next on the list is acceptance of all kinds of people. He might be a breakout character, but Daryl certainly was a big jerk when the show debuted. I wouldn't call him a jerk. I just say I would say he had a chip on his shoulder. This included being uh, prejudiced against certain people, owing it to his redneck mentality at the time. You know, they're confusing him with Merle. Merle was the one that was prejudiced. Daryl was the little brother who sort of went along with whatever Merle wanted. It wasn't until Merle and him got separated that Daryl started to find his own way, find his own personality, and he is nothing like his brother Merle. And the last thing on the list is able to control his rage. He might be a breakout character. Well, sorry, that was uh, that was earlier. Due to his time with a diverse group of survivors, Daryl is now fully accepting of all kinds of people. He's the safest person to be around for newcomers, as Daryl reserves any judgment and only does so when someone puts others under threat. In unusual circumstances, anyone can approach Daryl and not worry about being belittled. And that is the Daryl Dixon that we know today, that we all love very much. Uh, Lindsay Sparks writes on regards to Rick and Carl. My favorite Carl Rick moment is when Carl said, I like Michonne. She is good for you. I remember that. Uh, Kat writes, Merle was rough, but their father was something else altogether. Absolutely. After Merle left, it was Daryl that bore the brunt of their father's abuse. And in the big scene those two had in the woods in season three of The Walking Dead, where they finally hash out some of their differences, we find out that Daryl blamed Merle for leaving them before the apocalypse. Uh, Merle was the, getting the brunt of the abuse. As soon as Merle left, their father's rage turned to Daryl, and that is when Merle discovers all the scars that Daryl has accumulated from their dad on Daryl's back. Uh, Lindsay Sparks writes, My favorite Rick and Carl moment is when Carl approved of Michonne. Anyway, guys, thank you so much. We are out of time for tonight. Like I said, two great interviews coming up. One tomorrow, one Friday, and Mahoney tomorrow, who played Olivia. Friday, DJ, who was the savior, um, and turned to Alexandrian, played by Matt Mangum. So tune in for both those interviews. They're going to be great. Uh, go to our website, deadtalklive.com. Visit us on YouTube. Our channel's name is Walking Dead Now. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. I'll be back on the air again tomorrow with those interviews starting. Until then, stay safe and always stay walking.